what's going on guys welcome back to the full corporate sports show make sure to use the link anchor.fm forward slash anthony dash mccully that's m-c-c-u-l-l-e-y again that is m-c-c-u-l-l-e-y when you get to the website just please make sure to hit the, the follow button if you'd like to be notified when i do upload also don't forget to please just share the podcast around if you enjoy the content, as well as just rating the podcast on both Google and Apple Podcasts. Um, yeah, so how you guys doing? I hope you guys are doing well. Sorry for, you know, missing four days. I've just been busy, so, again, so this is, you know, it's a busy time for me. So, yeah, I do apologize for that, though. I'm going to try and... You know, after this one, I'm going to try to get, you know, get it to get an episode out to you guys quicker because I know it's, a, it's, it's not right. So anyway, let's get into it now. So I don't, this is really going to hurt my team, but um, Cam Newton is ruled out on Sunday as he was placed on the reserve COVID list. So because it's a joint reserve list now, like it used to just be the injured reserve, but now it's a joint list for COVID people as well. It could be that he got it, or it could just be that he actually hurt something and he's going to be out for, you know, multiple weeks or maybe months. So we don't actually know. There's nothing out yet right now. Only thing I could really tell you guys is, He's out for Sunday against the Chiefs. It's going to be a... I I don't know, man. It's going to be an interesting game. I want to say my team's going to win. The Patriots are going to win, but... That's, that's, that's looking like it's going to be a tough one. You know, even with Cam Newton, it's tough. So, that's going to be... It's going to be interesting. So, I don't know if this is from... You know, the list of Titans people, what are the players and the staff that tested positive last week or, you know, a couple days ago, I believe. I don't know if this is the same people or if this is a new set of people. But anyway, one new Titan player and two staff members with the Titans have now tested positive for COVID-19 as of today. This is of today. So Ian Rappaport did report this on Saturday. The news brings the current total of positive 19, COVID-19 cases within the Titans organization to 16 between eight players and eight personnel members. On Thursday, okay, yeah, I'll get into that next. The Vikings, who last played the Titans in week three, had zero positive results from first rounds from Friday's round of testing. Tom Pelissero did report that. Minnesota set to play Houston this Sunday. So there's actually a new uh, updated protocol now to the whole thing. It was actually on Thursday. So in a memo sent to all 32 of the teams, as you guys know, the league does. It, it, it now implements enhanced measures for teams following possible exposure to the virus. On Friday, NFLPA and NFL officials went to Nashville to monitor the ongoing situation with the Titans and their positive COVID-19 cases. 
so I think that for the NFL, I think that that's a good thing because, you know, if you're all of a sudden getting, you know, a spike of the virus in the, with, you know, within the league, um, I think it's good to do that. I think it's good to get that, you know, to really be on top of, oh, who's being, you know, and I'm, this is on top of the fact that they're doing tracking now. So if anyone gets it, they're going to track to see who, you know, because the, the problem before was if a guy got it, if a, if a player got it, you know, in any league, we didn't know who the hell would be next to, we didn't know who the hell was next to them at the time or who was in within six feet of the person, infected person. So we didn't know who else was possibly going to get it to get them treatment right away. And now, and now we have a, a solution to where we can, tr- the, the NFL is going to track. So that way, if, if a guy gets it, you know, if, if a person gets it, they could see who was around at the time. So that way they know to get them away. And I think that's a good thing. And also, and this is also added to the fact that now they're going to, you know, they're going to Nashville to, um, monitor the situation within that organization and um, probably even keep track of the Vikings. I know that they're going to be able to play Sunday with, you know, without a reschedule or anything. So they're probably going to be fine, but they're probably going to be, you know, closely monitored as well going into that game. So again, I think this is a good idea. I, I do like, the fact that they're doing that, you know, that they're going to extra measures to, well, cause I mean, if what they're doing wasn't enough before you obviously, you obviously have to kick it up a notch and maybe more rapid testing is needed. I don't know. Maybe more, maybe even a little bit more frequent than what we're getting. I mean, I, I really don't know where else you go at this, to, you know, at this point, but, um, yeah, so that's really all I can honestly say about it. There, there really isn't. They're not giving us too much material here. So, um, but yeah, so we'll just keep it. We'll keep it, you know, in our in our minds and see, you know, in the back of our head and see what comes of it at, in the end here. So I'm actually pretty interested to know. All right, so this is, you know, for the 49ers, something good's actually coming you know, actually happening now for them. So as you know, they've been missing Debo Samuel. He is with, you know, with his foot injury he had, he's now set to return with quarterback Nick Mullins starting week four. So in case, you know, unless you guys have been living underneath a rock, you would know that the 49ers have been having probably one of the toughest, adversities thus far as far as how the seasons come to this point up to this point I would say the 49ers have faced the toughest adversity and I know there's other teams you're gonna say all those other teams I understand that they're the they're the team going through it the most and I think although you're not getting all your guys back I think getting Debo Samuel back is a sigh of relief, you know, you know, you want all your guys back, but when you get at least one back, you're, 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 you have a sense of relief because you're just, you're sick and tired of all the injuries and all this stuff. And so 
I think that when you at least get one guy back, because you don't know when you're going to get these guys back, you know, there, there's always going to be, you know, guesses and predictions for when I, for when, you know, on a timetable for return, you know, we all know that timetable for return dates are never actually that accurate. I mean, I know there's plenty of times where a guy's been on, I can't remember specifically who, but. You know, I'm just going to say in general, I've, I've remembered a couple times where there's been guys who their timetable for return was, you know, maybe originally guessed maybe four or five months, and they came back in maybe three. And so most of the time it's accurate, but I would say there's times also where it's not. I mean, I, that's everything. You're not going to get 100% perfect perfection, but... You know, that's, that's besides the point here. So, again, basically what I was saying there, what I was trying to get at was that, um, you know, none of these guys are guaranteed to actually come back. You know, there's always, there's always the, there's always the fear of some sort of setback. And I think it's, you, you're conscious of it, but you're not worried about it. Like, yeah, you know, it's possible. I mean, anything's possible. But I think you're also thinking about it, too. And so I think with, you know, whether it's 49ers fans or players and staff within the organization, the fact that you hear this is great news. Because, again, like I just said, none of these guys are actually really ever guaranteed to come back when people say they are. They're like, oh, well, they're guaranteed to come back this season. Well, not necessarily. I mean, there's always, there's always, you know, there's always the possibility. It's a very low risk, but there's always the risk of, of uh, some sort of setback or, you know, an injury trying to heal an injury. You, you never know. But, yeah, so that's all I can really say on this. I mean, it's it's great to see again. I'm, I'm happy to finally say something good for the 49ers because for the past – couple episodes I've been kind of having to well I haven't really you know not by choice but you know obviously by by what's going on with them so in addition to this uh George Kittle tight end George Kittle is also making his return to the lineup second year wideout Debo Samuel will make his season debut in Sunday night's home game versus the Eagles so this is great news, especially now that you know George Kittle's back too. That's fantastic. So yeah, again, you you want to see this when it comes to such an injury, you know, injury infested team. So this is great to see. Uh, next thing we got here is so. After what happened with the Titans, and I, I, as I just told you guys with the Titans, uh, the 16 in total, 8 within team players and 8 within personnel. So, in week 4, there the Titans were actually supposed to play the Steelers here, but now that game has been rescheduled for week 7. And I think that's just in fear of I mean, I don't really know. I think, so, okay.
So the game between the Titans and Steelers originally scheduled for Sunday has been rescheduled for week 7 at 1 p.m. Eastern time on October 25th. The league announced the Steelers game against the Ravens originally set for week 7 has been moved to week 8 with kickoff coming at 1 p.m. on November 1st. The Steelers and Titans bye week shifted to week 4 after the league was forced. Okay, so... They both had later bye weeks, but because of this, they're just going to give them both um, bye weeks here this week. So they were supposed to have later ones, but now they're going to get them in week four. Um, and as you know, it's within the Titans, uh, Titans organization. So as a result of all this, Baltimore's by week has actually been moved up from week 8 to week 7. So getting, you know, getting, sorry about that guys, so getting some, you know, getting a lot of changes there, so okay. But there's not a whole lot of information on these, so I, 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 sorry if there's not much coming out for you guys, but um, Jets quarterback Sam Darnold now suffers a sprain, sprained shoulder in his loss versus in their loss versus the Broncos. Uh, that's man. I know I hate the Jets, but I really do. But you almost have to feel bad for this Jets team. Like these things just happen for them. Like this is like thing. Things like this, like, you know, an injury to Sam Darnold or something. In really big injuries that seem to cost their team so much actually seems to like you would think, oh, well, that's only a once in a, you know, once in a season thing. Whenever you look at the Jets, it always seems like it's something, you know, it's actually pretty common for them to get a big injury such as this one that's going to really affect them. And, you know, in a negative way. It almost seems to be yearly that this happens. Not even yearly. It just seems to be common. And I don't really know what to think of it. I mean, they're 0-4. They now, less, now lost Sam Darnold. They're bad with Sam Darnold. Now imagine, imagine now. But, you know, maybe this will do them better because maybe it is Sam Darnold that's making them 0-4. I don't know, that would be a different story, so. So, this is how it essentially happened. With less than two minutes remaining in the first quarter, Sam Darnold took a vicious sack from Broncos linebacker A.J. Johnson for a loss of 10. Immediately be, immediately noticed, immediately noticeable pain to the shoulder and collarbone area. Adam Gase announced after the game that Darnold had suffered a sprained shoulder on the play. This is a statement given by Adam Gase by saying, quote, yeah, the way he got thrown down, I wasn't sure. I was trying to blueprint out kind of how the rest of the game was going to go with Joe Flacco, trying to make sure they call it right if something happened to him. 
we're going to the emergency quarterback. There was a lot of time left, end quote. So, yeah. I mean, Joe Flacco, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard because it's like, I don't think Sam Darnold's doing you very much. And I might be sounding a little biased because I hate the Jets. But no, in, in legitimately, in all seriousness, you know, they're, what is he really doing for them? You know, he is. And when you look at it that way, the fact that he's not doing much, Joe Flacco, I don't really, I don't think Joe Flacco is going to be able to do you much. I mean, I think he's been washed up for a little while now. Like, yeah, everyone used to be scared of Joe Flacco. Now, now he's like, okay, now he's just like any other quarterback. So, I'm curious to see what Joe Flacco can do. I think he can offer, though, more. Although he's washed, I think he can offer a little bit more than what Joe, than what Sam Darnold's offering right now. I think he could at least get them a couple wins with Sam Darnold being out. Maybe, not maybe a couple, maybe... I mean, I'm going to say at least maybe one. And that just might that might just be me wanting them to have a win instead of being 0-4 because that's just not interesting at all. When you're a Patriots fan, these types of games are supposed to be, and, you know, these are the, ty- these are the types of games where they're supposed to be fun and interesting. Now I feel like whenever we go to face the Jets, it's going to be like, oh, shit. We obviously know he's going to win this. Because, I mean, I don't know. It's just kind of... I don't, I don't really know what to think of it, honestly. I just... I don't know. Anyway, here, so... I'm not going to really speak too much on this. But the last two things here I got now are NBA. So... October 1st, Doc Rivers officially became a Sixer, 76ers head coach. And now it's Elvin Gentry. And now there's a report uh, coming in yesterday, actually, that Elvin Gentry possibly joining the, possibly joining Doc Rivers' staff in Philadelphia is a serious possibility. I'm not going to get too much into it because there's not really a whole lot to say. It's just kind of going to, you know, it's just kind of talking about you know, Evan Gentry being a former Pelican coach, and now it's not really much to talk about there. So, so there's that. And then the last thing we got here is after Steve Nash became the Nets head coach, they now reportedly want to add Lakers assistant Phil Handy to Steve Nash's coaching staff. Again, same thing here. Not a whole lot. But anyway, guys, that's all we got for today. Make sure you use the link anchor.fm forward slash Anthony Dash McCulley. That's M C C U L L E Y. Again, that is M C C U L L E Y. When you when you get to the website, please make sure to hit, hit the follow button if you want to be notified when I upload. Also, please just make sure to share the podcast as well as rating it on both Google and Apple Podcasts. 
I would definitely appreciate that. But anyway, guys, like I said, that's all we got for today. And uh, I'll see you guys next time.